This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, December 26th. 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Coming to you from a foggy, overcast gem city the day after Christmas, we are checking in with 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wiltfong. He is somewhere in Indiana. Steve, did you have a fine Christmas with your youngins? The holiday season was good for the Wiltfongs. I am in a very sunny, muncy Indiana. And excited to be on with y'all talking Ohio State recruiting and Ohio State football. Exciting week uh, for Ohio State. Y'all play a big game this weekend, huh? Apparently. Ball State, the home of Dan Palombizio, Paris McCurdy, and Dave Letterman. We do have a huge game this weekend. There are two quick recruiting 2021 topics that we want to hit. Guys that have talked Ohio State in the last few days, and then we will get to the big game. One is wide receiver Troy Stellato. The other is offensive lineman Jager Burton. These feel like names everyone's going to need to be up on for a while. Please take us inside their recruitments and where the Buckeyes stand on each before we start talking Clemson. Yeah, so uh, Troy Stellato is a, a prospect that I know is near the top of several college football recruiting boards. He's a guy that I expect to go up in our 2021 rankings when we start working on those. Uh, he's got 4-4-2 laser time speed in the 40-yard dash out of Fort Lauderdale. He put Ohio State in his top six yesterday. He visited the Buckeyes in the spring and in the summer. I believe it's the program that he's been to the most frequently among the six uh, that, that he listed. So uh, Troy Stellato uh, is a guy that is obviously very interested in Ohio State. So, so Jagger Burton is a, a offensive guard prospect from the state of Kentucky. Really terrific feet, moves extremely well. One of the smoothest offensive linemen uh, in the country. Same high school as Walker Parks, who signed with Clemson in the class. And, and they also have a DB going down to Baylor, uh, among others. Uh, and so uh, I think Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson are the three schools I'm watching the closest uh, in that recruitment. Obviously, he's from Lexington, so Kentucky's a finalist. And uh, he went out to Oregon and had a great experience at Oregon, but I think when it's all said and done, he's going to go to Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State. Uh, Penn State's also made an impression. When you talk about a player who's not from Ohio, South Carolina, or Alabama, and their three schools are Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama, you know you are talking about an elite prospect. All right, going to do things a little differently today. Going to take a quick commercial break here and then be back to talk Clemson. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. 
All right, people, the game is almost here. The holiday has passed us. Let's talk Clemson. By far, the prevailing storyline in this is the competition between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Most people know the drill. They are from the same high school class. They are both from the state of Georgia. Their high schools are located approximately 30 miles away from each other as the crow flies. There is a great story on the main site of 24-7 now talking about an oral history, actually, of how they were ranked. I think you can make a very strong argument. The player that emerges from this game as the winner will be the Heisman favorite and probably the favorite to be the number one pick in the draft next year. What is your prediction for how both dudes handle this? Well, I think that both have shown that they can be poised at the biggest moments of their career to date. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, you just have to go back to the national title game last year against Alabama and see the way he played. Uh, this this stage isn't going to be too big for him. And, and Justin Fields has come up big in all the big moments for Ohio State this year. Uh, played well against uh, Penn State um, or made big plays in, in big situations in that game and then obviously was terrific against Michigan. And I think he's shown a lot of heart and toughness this year too, playing through some injuries uh, as well as he knows that he is the uh, uh, the one that, when you look at Ohio State's quarterback room, he, he, you know, the quarterback's the most valuable player on every team, but hell, that's ten, tenfolds uh, at, at Ohio State as uh, I would expect a, a drop off if it wasn't field. So uh, I expect both to play well and, and both coaching staffs to put their quarterbacks in position to play well uh, on Saturday. What do you make of the experience factor argument though? Because I do find it kind of comical that everyone thinks Trevor Lawrence experience is the key when last year he had zero experience going to the game and fared so well. Well, I think it's one of those deals where maybe you would have, last year people did point to Trevor and say, how will the inexperienced freshman play? And, and he showed that uh, the stage wasn't too big for him and he he was poised and, and, and played extremely well. Theoretically, we don't know how Justin's going to play in this game and, and uh, play in a game of the magnitude against Trevor Lawrence with all the side stories and all the talk and all the questions and all the scrutiny that he's getting this week. We don't know. We just assume that he's going to play well because to date he has. I think a lot of the doubt about Ohio State leading into the season, for example, ESPN picking them to finish fourth in the Big Ten East, is because people question Justin Fields' ability to deal with the spotlight, and he crushed it. I think he'll do it again. I get the Clemson schedule wasn't super tough, but you got to play who's on there. They have not gone up against a defensive line like Ohio State, and they have not gone up against an offensive line like Ohio State this year. That's just a fact. The Clemson defensive line, which was super heralded last year, is not the same. Do you see their defensive line and offensive lines being able to match up successfully with Ohio State, or is that a possibility for an advantage for the Buckeyes? Well, well, I think that this Clemson team is still seasoned. You know, they've... This is what their fifth straight college football playoff or whatever it is. And, and so it's sometimes you liken it to that high school team that plays in a part of the state where they don't really get much competition, but they're still formidable late in the state tournament. Uh, that's Clemson right now. And you look at them and they're number three in total offense nationally, number nine in rush offense and number 11 in, in, in pass efficiency, and most importantly, number four in scoring offense. And then you look at their defense, number one in total defense, number one in passing yards allowed, number one in passing efficiency, number one in scoring de- defense, and then they're number five in turnover margin. 
Uh, Trevor Lawrence has really settled in after uh, a start to the season where he was kind of scrutinized and, and, and picked apart for, for not playing up to his level, but he, he seems to be playing uh, at a terrific clip right now. Um, Ohio State played one team that came into the game this year, earlier this year, that had the number one ranked rush defense at the time in Ohio in Wisconsin, and J.K. Dobbins ran all over them twice. Um, I think that Ohio State's offensive line can make things happen against Clemson, but I think this is going to be a game where there's going to be some back and forth where maybe it's Clemson playing well in the first quarter and it's Ohio State answering back in the second. And, and uh, uh, I think it's going to be a game of momentum and, and a game uh, that maybe is is decided by a superstar that, that makes a, a key player too, and, and both sides have them, whether that's Chase Young getting a couple sacks and maybe forcing a fumble, a Jordan Fuller with an interception, or on the other side, Isaiah Simmons with 15 tackles and, and a forced turnover himself. Uh, and there's a lot of big names and a lot of guys that are going to get drafted high in, in this game on both sides of the ball, and I just foresee a, a game of, of momentum and, and – uh, um, who has the momentum at the end will be the winner. Ohio State will send out a secondary comprised of four guys that will get drafted this year. Sorry, guys, about Sean Wade. And Clemson will send out receivers who every single one of them will get drafted eventually. Who wins the matchup? Man, um, see, this is one of those games where normally I come on your show every week and it's just easy to pick Ohio State, right? On paper, oh, man, I don't know. Because, you know, Justin Ross and Higgins. I know, right? And that's Tough. why this game is – is this the most anticipated playoff game that you've looked forward to? Uh, I don't know. You guys beat the rails off Alabama a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, but that Ohio State team had like nine first-rounders on the roster, if I remember correctly, if not more. I mean, it was yeah. – the game went the way it should have from a talent perspective. I I can't, like, look at this game right now and and say that there's a clear edge uh, in a talent standpoint. Justin Ross and, and T. Higgins are certainly guys that can make things happen. Uh, and, and then you still have Amari Rogers in there for them, and, and they like to throw the ball to their back. Travis Etienne, who is uh, dynamic uh, out of the backfield, as, as well as obviously the vision and, and, and the precision he runs with. Field. And Lynn J. Dixon gives them a boost when they put him in the ball game too. Uh, who wins the match? Uh, you know, I'm going to go – I'm going to say Ohio State's going to win the game. We can just skip to the uh, – we can just cut to the chase. And, and I got Ohio State winning winning 27-24 type ball game in the game living up to the expectations coming in. If it's 27-24, there might be an ambulance parked outside my house to get my heart pumping again. Like you weren't nervous during the Penn State game, uh, but this is just one of those games where this is what you – College football is is uh, there's a few teams at the top and Ohio State's one of them and 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 Clint, this Ohio State Clemson game is just going to be awesome, man. You talked about the biggest game. I could make an argument that the Alabama game was bigger just because that was kind of Meyer establishing the program against Saban, et cetera. But I don't think Alabama presented the same challenge that Clemson does. Their quarterback was a baseball player at the time. In retrospect, like you mentioned, that Ohio State team is one for the ages. You're talking about Ezekiel Elliott and Joey Bosa and Michael Thomas and Ryan Shazier. Those are all all pro-type guys, not just NFL players. So every NFL team is going to have at least two scouts there. 
Ohio State and Clemson recruit in a similar style where they do get their fair share of freaks and whatnot, but it's a big culture fit thing that both schools are looking for. And and that's why we're starting to see them go head to head even more on the trail is that they're they're looking for guys with the right DNA and have proven every every school is doing that, but Ohio State and Clemson have proven that the guys they take have the right DNA and they get a lot of mileage out of the guys they take because they're invested in their players where schools will there's a lot of schools out there that are like well if this kid doesn't pan out or if this kid's not panning out we'll just recruit over him where i think that clemson you certainly don't see a lot of transfers and you certainly don't how you even see guys come back to school i mean their culture is rock solid and we talk we talk week in and week out about Ohio State's culture, and th- and that's really why these two pro- programs recruit at a high level is because the prospects they get them on campus, and then their number one selling point is getting them around their players, and they really fit in. And it's because the culture is really established, and you have players like Jonathan Cooper uh, at the top, who are uh, Jordan Fuller and, and guys like that that young people want to be around. This is going to be a classic battle, and I'm also confident that the winner of this game will be the national champion. I also think the winner of this game, emerging from this season, as the top program unquestionably in college football. They both have similar pedigrees with uh, recruiting and similar pedigrees with winning and similar pedigrees with putting guys in the NFL. This is the litmus test with Alabama out. I don't think anybody expects LSU to come back without Joe Burrow. And Oklahoma's a nice story, but let's just see who their transfer quarterback is ton on the line. I expect the Buckeyes to win it 40 to 29. 40 points, man. Wow. I look forward to being on the front row if they drop 40. Uh, and uh, I look forward to being on the front row anyway. We'll see you. Have a good one. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.